Hey, this is Tracy from A Gathering of None, and you are listening to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, this is Jimmy from the Live and in Color with Wolfie D and Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling Podcast. Would you like to also make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. And that's how you're hearing this right now. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's made the job of producing multiple podcasts so much easier. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. I'm Dean Hill. See you at ringside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. This is the podcast where myself, Dangerous Dan Colley, and the professor, Jimmy Street, what up? Where we talk about professional wrestling we talk about the old school wrestling that we grew up watching the new school stuff that is you know not terrible and uh i mean we still hit on the the, the modern stuff but you know most of the time most, i think what this podcast actually encompasses is you and i just shooting off at the mouth about wrestling yeah that's pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yes. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is when we decided to do this, we were like, eh, we're not going to be an interview show. And how many guests have we had on here now? Oh, I don't know. It's about as many as the others. I mean, probably like six, five, six, something like that. A, a good amount. But yeah. uh, what's funny is now that we've had uh, some pro wrestlers on the show, uh, we have, I have, I guess, decided to establish a Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast download championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right now, that title and still champion Mike Jablonski. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I mean, <laughs> 
we, you know, who is sometimes it's not about who's, you know, sprints through the race, but who finishes the marathon, I guess, or whatever term that is. But anyway, as of, as of right now, Mike, the big picture Jablonski still has the title. Well, you know, and the thing is the title is fluid. It can change hands and that's, what's going to be fun about it. I think. Right. Right. I mean, Eva Lee might do a run in who knows, you know, you, don't, mean, you just don't, you don't know. You have so the, the, the other good thing about having the guests on the show and a lot of them so far being pro wrestlers is I get to ask pro wrestlers questions. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, I have my ask a pro wrestler theme song. I like that a lot. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I get to thank the man in person on this episode who brought that song to life for me. Jimmy, why don't you tell everyone who's on today's episode? Like they didn't read the, uh, you know, the thing. The description. Yeah. But well, yeah, today's yeah. episode's greatest entrance themes. And the idea behind that is I have all these friends in wrestling but as many of you know, I was also a musician for a long time. So I'm still a musician technically, but as far as busy and touring and stuff like that, I did that in my younger days, 20s and 30s. And so a great friend of mine that I've known since my late teens when I was a band called Temple was a guy named Tracy Bird. Tracy was actually the lead singer and guitar player for the band Blitzkid. Blitzkid are a legend in the horror punk industry they truly are an incredible band they still tour europe and i mean the states they've got a i think a 50 or so city tour he'll tell us in just a second coming up but the thing is about tracy is tracy he was he's also in a killer i mean an amazing band called a gathering of none one of the best bands going right now honestly if you check them out the links are all in our descriptions here definitely go check them out he's also in a another punk band called drag none they're kind of like a rock punk deal from west virginia so really he's in three bands just like all of us touring and traveling musicians were all are killer bands. Tracy is an amazing vocalist and singer. You know, honestly, I'm just happy to have him on because what's cool is we can talk about wrestling all day, but it's cool to have somebody that's an expert in the field of wrestling, of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then he yeah, wrote your song. You and he wrote my song. Exactly. So <laughs> we're going to talk to him a little bit later uh, in the episode. But right now at the front end, like we always do, we talk a little bit about last week's episode, what's going on right now uh, in professional wrestling, uh, and uh, kind of just, uh, again, shoot the uh, shoot the breeze. I mean, Jimmy and I and, and even the, the Sheik, we, we talk you know through Messenger and stuff throughout the week. But this is really uh, the time for us to kind of go over some stuff that, you know, that happened. So the last episode we did two weeks ago uh good response great episode i really enjoyed talking to someone who who like i said before and with all the respect i can slather on the term a journeyman a true journeyman right, right totally chris is just that man he is just so good he he's a he's enhancement talent he's a journeyman he's a carpenter he he's the headliner i mean chris has literally done it all. What my idea for that interview was, was a technical deep dive of his career. I wanted to cover 
you know, from stem to stern. With that being said, you know, Chris's episode's done awesome. Thank you all again for the listens. The cool thing about Chris, man, is a lot of his people came to the group. You know, we are at GMBMPW on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube, and all that good stuff. So, that being said, you know, Chris, when he came to the show, he not only brought his history and his stories, he also brought some group members. So, so we, uh, basically like the old school, like he brought some people to the show. So he got yeah, to be on it. Nice. Exactly, nice. exactly. I'm sure he did a few shows like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, he did early <laughs> on for sure, man. The old hot dog handshake show. Yeah. 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 I He's, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks again for Chris. We're, we're definitely going to have him back on the show again. Um, had a blast talking to the fellow, you know, we're, let's talk about, current affairs right now professional wrestling because there's some fairly big things going on yeah just want to touch base on a few things before we get into the meat and potatoes of this particular show yeah but okay so one vince is out steph is in yeah trips is back right now some people and i, I watched a little bit of the first episodes uh, of their reign and I was like, well, let's see if what the difference is. Yeah. Eh, not a lot of noticeable difference, but you can't just, you know, you know three six. Yeah, you yeah. can't work like that. So I'm watching going, okay, well, what's going to be the real big difference? Oh, I know. The real big difference is WWE is going to stop their millennial run of being PG. And now they can say, f- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Here's the real truth of the the matter, though, is changing back over. Now, I think there are some talents that are no longer with the company that would have excelled. Like Moxley, Dean Ambrose character. He was never going to excel in that environment. And I mean, Uh, I've even heard that there's rumors that Jericho may be teasing a return to WWE. The old man is out and AEW every week slowly building credibility and, you know, the one thing I'm worried about AEW is right now the separation of a ring of honor and AEW. But with WWE, the one thing I hope right now is, you know, one of the things that I could see is that opening of the forbidden door with them. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see, man. It's exciting. Here's okay. So here's the weird thing. I think Vince being, um, removed changed whatever you want to say i think that is actually the worst news for aew not the fact that he was still there and they could fight against him but now that he is leaving and they're changing over to a more mature product i guess it sounds like that was one of the big things one of the big draws of aew is that you had blood and you had violence and you had language and you had uh, you know all these things i mean the fact that we could hear scissor me daddy ass was huge but now that wwe can actually start doing those things again is that really going to cut down aew's shine we'll see man what i think is it's awesome for the fans you know because it wwe seemed outdated and it seemed a little too cartoonish and not in a lame. Yeah. It just seemed lame. I agree. And they were kind of going in that path and, you know, it's tough to make McDonald's hip, you know, it's, it's tough to make like Chevrolet hip. It's tough to make GE hip. And, And being that they are the, the tip top of the pyramid, 
One thing is, I hope they're going to start bringing in more indie wrestlers for NXT again. That was something I thought that they did great with. And by not doing that, it was giving an incredible roster to AEW. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll get that figured out. But who knows? Uh, speaking of which, incredible roster to AEW that has now started to thin, uh, much like your hairline. <laughs> Who, me? Who, me? <laughs> you have no hair. Uh, but, no, seriously, AEW's roster is starting to dwindle because they're letting yeah. people uh, fall off. And, A, I get it. I mean, the roster was super inflated because of all the people they've had on there as they were building. Um, and then they're starting to bring in big-name stars, obviously. Uh, Swerve, Keith Lee, Joe... Yeah. Claudio, yeah. you know, uh, so on. There was this other guy they brought in. Um, oh, he's from Chicago. What was his name? <laughs> uh, Cole Cabana. And yeah. um, they brought in all these people, though, and now they've ha- they're having to make room, and we're losing people like Alan Angels and um, uh, the other member of, of Dark Order, Stu. Right. You know, we're, we're missing. We're losing these people now, and right. we're starting to see uh, is Fuego's still with them i mean kind of but like we don't see him even hardly on dark it seems like and and right marco's gone and and it just you know aew is already changing again yeah from what it was and it's it's kind of a shame to not be able to see some of these people especially seeing how they have a a completely another brand roh that they could send personnel to you know but you know i don't know i it just it's going to be weird to see and interesting to see here in the next year or so what actually pans out between those brands and anything else that may pop up in the future yeah yeah i totally agree you know the thing that i always liked about ring of honor is you know a lot of the greats started there but you know one of the big things that i liked about ring of honor was their choice of entrance music you know they kind of reminded me of a modern day ecw in that they kind of had that element of dark and underground music you know i loved steam's entrance music That one was awesome. And then, you know, there were so many other cool songs that they had in there. I love that about wrestling. And, you know, speaking of entrance music, you know, I was thinking we might do the, a show about that. What do you think? Yeah, let's do a show about that. So let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to have our, our guest, Tracy, with us. Um, we're going to talk about entrance music. We're going to talk. I, I want to talk about the difference between house-made entrance music, stuff like uh, Jim Johnson, um, uh, uh, Mouth of the South, uh, Ruckus. Compared to pre-made music, stuff like Cult Personality and, uh, you know, uh, licensed stuff, Jungle Boy, you know, yeah, all that stuff. So let's talk with him about that. Talk about some of the greatest interest music from different eras, kind of, and kind of maybe come down to our our Mount Rushmore of that. I know we like our Rushmores. Right, Right. Maybe something like that, right? Absolutely. I think let's bring the chic on too. What do you say to that? Yeah, we could probably, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) Uh, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to those guys. We're going to talk about entrance music. Yes. Be right back. This is Charlie with Give Me Back My Action Movies. And Dan. Join us every two weeks as we dive into the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s. 
That's right, Charlie. But we also take a look at some of the current films out there that still has those nostalgic feels for us. Exactly. So make sure you find us on all your major podcasting platforms. And check us out over on Facebook. We have a group where the conversation's always going 24-7. We're having a good time. I think so. I'll be back. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. All right, everybody, welcome back. So we've got our guest with us uh this episode one tracy bird uh or i guess he goes by tb now because he doesn't want to be confused with the watermelon guy tracy welcome to the show thanks for having me man i appreciate it oh we appreciate having you here and the reason you're here is twofold a you know jimmy correct that's usually a a prerequisite yeah yeah (laughs) yeah because i haven't brought no one to the table yet and uh b well yeah but you well you're here though and that's fine you just and yeah no no you have you brought your boy on here i can take it Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. there you yeah, go. See. See. Uh, and B, we brought you on here because we're talking entrance themes, and I hear you're a musician. I am, yeah. So uh, again, before you came on, we wanted to, we talked a little bit about you making the Dan asks a pro wrestler theme. Thank you very much for that. I appreciated oh, yeah. it. I'm a, I'm a huge Motorhead fan, and Jimmy uh, is as well. And when he relayed that, as soon as I turned it on, I was like. Some motorhead tune. Okay, I dig this. I can I can get down with this. Yeah. So uh, awesome, uh, Jimmy. You want to talk a little bit about the history of entrance themes in professional wrestling? So why don't you go ahead and do that, and then we're going to uh, get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, you know, Tracy, I've known him for. 20 plus years now we played music open shows for one another throughout time you know killer bands every one of them blitz kid you know a gathering of none and then got dragnut that's yes. now your new band so well, you've, yeah, you've got yeah. old new new yeah. old but <laughs> killer of, yeah. yeah you are one of my favorite singers and musicians i hate that the few small glimpses of us playing together never really turned into something. But hey, we're still young, right? That's right. I'm, yeah. I'm young at heart. I'm yeah. 15 in my so head Trace- every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so being that Tracy is not only one of the most talented musicians I know, he's also one of the most proficient songwriters. So whenever I started doing podcasting, I needed some music for another podcast of mine. You might have heard me talk about, oh, every 15 seconds, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. So get your, yeah, get your shit in. Yeah, go well, ahead. Yeah, y'all heard that one before. Anyway, so he did the Current Affairs theme song, which is our you know little segment we talk about new stuff. Well, then I started doing this thing called the name game and so tracy actually wrote me two songs for the name game one is more of a laid back kind of you know feel good type jingle and the other one's more like straight up hard punk and so i now have three types of songs from tracy all different sounds and then i needed something for dan dan's a huge motorhead fan who did i go to tracy bird so tracy Tell us a little bit about your process whenever you write a song, if you don't mind. Just a quick, you know, synopsis, if you can. Uh, it's, it's changed over the years, obviously, as time's gone on, has gone on, and you know, it varies depending on what what band, you know, any of the three that I'm writing for. Yeah. With the get with the gathering of none, it usually starts 
because that's more of a hard rock, more of a metal kind of band. Usually starts with the riffs, you know. It's all about the riffs, and um, then from there I'll develop vocal melodies and and then on to lyrics. Um, and with with Dragnon, uh, which is more of like teenage bottle rocket Ramones, yeah. Huntington's kind of punk. Uh, that usually that usually starts with a riff and the lyrics. Like I'll write I'll write a riff and I'll immediately start writing lyrics for that band. I don't know why it's different for that band, but that's usually <laughs> that's usually that how how that works. Um, I think because the Dragnon stuff is a little more it's a little more fun and it's not so. Um, it's not as serious and introspective as the Gathering of None stuff is, so it's just kind right. of, it's kind of, it's kind of easier to come up with stuff off the cuff, you know, for a drag none. Um, but yeah, most of the time, man, every every band, it starts with me just sitting down with my guitar and um, just fumbling through until I find something that I like, and then I piece it together with different parts or whatnot, and then the, then the uh, vocal melodies and then the lyrics usually. Yeah. So whenever I was in the band Temple, which you remember, you may have even sang for a few times. I did. We, I did. Yeah, we we <laughs> we often use the phrase important music from an ignored part of America because we really threw the idea of Southwest Virginia on our back. We love the idea that we were this rock band from Southwest Virginia. Now, of course, East Tennessee, Southern West Virginia, Southwestern Virginia, Western North Carolina, all kind of meet in that area there. And, you know, 45 minutes from each other is kind of where I lived in a town near Bristol, Virginia, Tennessee. So that being said, you know, Tracy, I just got to ask, man, why are all the greatest musicians from within like five seconds of you? (laughs) I mean, you've got yourself. As a singer guitarist, you've got Chris White as a multi-instrumentalist, but the best drummer I've ever known in my life, also a great singer. You've also got your buddy Ken, right? Who's the bass player. Who's just, I mean, I'm a bass player. I'm, I feel like I'm a decent bass player. Ken is a killer bass player, amazing bass player. And then you got my buddy, Chris Holston. Now, again, I know, you know, probably 30 other people, Chris Holston to me, he is the one guy that should be playing with somebody right now on a stage being a millionaire, you know? Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. absolutely. Hol- Holston is right up there with, you know, you think of like the, the guitar, you know, God's shredders over the years or what have you and holson is right up there with the joe satriani's the steve vives oh yeah totally absolutely and george lynch you know all those guys he has he just has that he just has that innate ability and uh yeah it's it's a it's 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 a it's puzzling to me i guess you know i guess life choices and you know having families and whatnot but i mean if not for that I, i think i think holston should absolutely you know be touring with I don't know. Like, for example, Nita Strauss, who had the gig with Alice Cooper. I think you know Chris also oh, would be per- perfect for something like that. You know, he totally would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's uh, not to cut you off, but I think no, it's. Good. I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying about Temple. You know, important music from an ignored part of America, um, being that we are in kind of <clears throat> deserts, as it were. You know, culturally, yeah. economically. Right. You know, right. Right. I think I think a lot of us just kind of turned to music early on, you know, when we were teenagers or even before, yeah. because there was yeah. nothing else to do. You know? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I mean, we could either hopefully not get anyone pregnant, <laughs> <laughs> right? We could 
We could do drugs. We could drink, which hopefully we're not doing that. So when that turns around into all these things, then it turns into really being able to focus on your craft and being an early musician myself. You know, I think of myself as a musician, but when I talk to guys like you all who have been hardcore at it from the time that we met and before to now, I mean, you know, I, I adore you all. I think you all are, you know, my, if, if a gathering of none makes it, then I made it. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. Because you know, I, and I, I feel that way too. Like if, if I ever, you know, like even not, not just locally, but even regionally, if like, you know, there's a band that I'm friends with or guys that I'm friends with and bands yeah. get opportunities or whatnot to get on a bigger stage or get a little bit of recognition, be it regionally or nationally or whatever, yeah. I kind of feel like I've, I've, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, those are my boys, you know? So right. in a sense, you, you kind of feel victorious as, as well, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, it's just like my friends in the wrestling business when they get to go to a dark match on AEW or, or wrestle a dark match on WWE or NXT. It's always great to see my buddies get that chance. And, and likewise in the wrestling, I've kind of, I've been bringing all this up about Tracy to kind of blend in the story of essentially why we wanted to do this show, basically okay. bringing Tracy, on as an accomplished musician with all my buddies and brother who love wrestling. So if you match those two up, what do you get? The world's greatest entrance themes. So if you guys give me just a second, I'm going to read a little bit about the history of this and then I'll shut up. I promise. So yeah, um, <laughs> we'll hold you to that. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I had it muted. Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. So, <laughs> so gorgeous. George was technically the first to use entrance music in the 1940s and fifties. He actually used pomp and circumstance. Oh Yeah. So that's what the Macho Man used. I don't know. You know, Gorgeous George was one of the first to have a valet. Gorgeous George was one of the first to have, you know, the effeminate nature boy, almost character, you know, style about him. So then Mildred Burke, the lady wrestler in the fifties actually ended up using that. There was a guy in England. I'm not hundred percent sure on his name, but he was also using music around that time. Sergeant Slaughter in the seventies was using the Marine hymn From the halls of in WWF or WWWF. But here came the 80s. So, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, kind of a little more, you know, buttoned up, as they say. But then the fabulous Freebirds burst upon the scene, and they were the first to use actual rock music as their entrance. Their first song, anybody want to guess? What? Uh, Sharp Dress Freebird. Band. Freebird. Okay. Freebird right. by Leonard Skinner, right? Yes. Freebird by Leonard Skinner. And I think Dan was making a joke, so it's funny. And even <laughs> Willie Nelson's Georgia on my mind, you know, they were technically from Georgia, even though they wrestled in Texas. I could see that being heel, you know, oh, yeah. in, in Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, some say the outlaw wrestler Chris Colt was the first to use rock music before them. 
but that's that's argued. He used Welcome to My Nightmare by you just mentioned there, Alice Cooper. Now, I don't know if y'all ever seen Chris Colt, but he wrestled in in like the Sheik's territory up in Detroit in the late 70s. Dude looked like if Gigi Allen were in the Hells Angels. Nice. Crazy looking guy. Yeah, I, I got to go back and find out some more about him. He wrestled as, I think, a guy last named Dupree before that, but he turned into this character. It was kind of like an outlaw style about him named Chris Colt. And so some say he was the first. The 1980s were literally a free-for-all before licensed music became an issue. Promotions then employed in-house musicians and songwriters like the always great Jimmy Hart, the... Hall of Famer, if he never gets in, it's ridiculous, Jim Johnston. And and actually, at this time, Michael P.S. Hayes wrote and recorded Bad Street USA, which I will play right here. You know, so Hulk Hogan at the time, if you remember, there was like a line. You had Hulk Hogan. He used Eye of the Tiger. And Junkyard Dog used Another One Bites the Dust. But when the licensing issue came in, they all changed. So it was then Grab Them Cakes. That's dedicated to Plunky, who requested we talk about Grab Them Cakes. (laughs) Oh, Plunky, buddy. You're right. Grab Them Cake. Classic. And the restaurant, what is that? Just dig the groove. And then, of course, Hulk Hogan had Hulk's theme. which Hulk's theme was the entrance music to Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. But then when Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda broke up and went to NWA WCW, then he used Real American right here. All right, so one of my favorite things is, you know, also the 80s Memphis used music for vignettes, introducing wrestlers and having cool stuff like that. But then the 90s boom happened where, you know, major label artists were coming back and recording versions of entrance music songs, such as Disturbed covering the Stone Cold song or, you know, things like that. 
But one of my favorite all-time promotions with music has to be ECW, and they used all my favorite bands' music. I loved Alice in Chains. They used Pantera. They used all these great bands. I don't know if they just ignored copyright law or what, but <laughs> probably. probably. Anyway, that's that's basically the history of entrance themes to this day. So. Anyway. All right. Well, okay. So let's, uh, I was thinking about how we kind of organize this. So I kind of wanted to organize it by uh, decade okay. or roundabout, you know, 80, early 90, 90, 2000, something like that. Yeah, um, sure. But I also want to sub, sub slice it down where applicable and do in-house music. Sure. As opposed to licensed music. First of all, let me get a quick, uh, you know, couple minutes on from everybody on how you feel. What What do you feel about the difference between in-house and um, uh, licensed music? If you ran a promotion, what would you prefer? If you were a uh, a worker, or a professional wrestler, what would you prefer? So let's go. Okay, Tracy, you go first, buddy. Okay, so you're asking of the difference between in-house versus licensed music well for me you know as as speaking as purely as a fan um i think i think both hold equal weight um you know i can't for example you know i can't see uh i can't see john cena coming out to anything else other than my time is now you know Right. right um for for licensed music i think sometimes the licensed music ends up being better and more iconic than say when they got to WWE or WCW in right. particular and especially in the 90s because for me uh, once Tommy Dreamer was not in ECW and did not come out to Man in, Man in the Box it just kind of lost some of its luster for me totally. yeah for sure totally. and you know same thing with um, same thing with Rob Van Dam you know coming out to walk and then coming out to the you know generic WWE theme, which later he was he was coming out to a Shadows Fall song as well. So he was kind of on both ends of the spectrum. He right. had he had a licensed song, and then he had a, you know the uh, generic um, Jim Johnston song. It's not generic, but the Jim right. Johnston song. So I think uh, I think for me that you know they like I said they both hold equal weight. They can they don't make or break the performer. That's all on the performer's hands, you know. Obviously, um, but I definitely think that sometimes the licensed music tends to be a little more iconic um yeah. than than the uh than the you know in-house music that's produced for some of the some of the guys uh, and, and and ladies i don't know i just right. think um well for example you, you mentioned um you know mildred burke coming out to, imagine if she came out to anything different than pomp and circumstance back in the day like right you know right. they i'm sure the fans in attendance would be like well, wait a second this is this is not this is not this is not her entrance what's she doing right you right. know right. um <laughs> And just like and for another, another example for me is, you know, and I know that I know that it's it's loved and admired and looked upon fondly now. But for me, man, nothing beat, you know, NWA Road Warriors coming out to Iron Man yeah. and, and yeah. kicking kicking the shit out of people for 30 yeah. Yeah. for 30 seconds. <laughs> and yeah. the, mat, the match was over.
and yeah. then, they, then then they get to WWE, they have that generic, you know, you know, it starts off with Hawk doing the water rush thing, but which is great. Right. But water rush. But right. I just thought Iron Man was so much more fitting, you know, because yeah. You know, because because once they got to WWE, I was I was like, oh my god, are they going to use Iron Man? And they didn't. I was kind of right. bummed out, you know, as a kid, like, oh man, right. you know. Right. But, but of right. course, you know, that's that's also the difference between NWA, WCW versus WWE at the time. They kind of had to change their their uh, presentation to make them more, uh, not necessarily yeah. family family or kid friendly, but they had to make them certainly a, a little less violent <laughs> than, they were, <laughs> than, than they were in the NWA, WCW days. Of course. Yeah, so, yeah. But I think I think both are important. I think both can be, you know, memorable and iconic. But I, for me, I think a lot of times the uh, in-house music takes away from the music that you first heard them come out to. Like, for example, again, Jim mentioned uh, the Junkyard Dog coming out to another one bites the dust. That was that was always great, you know, and Grab Them Cakes is excellent. Don't get me wrong. It's a great song, you know, but um, I, always, <laughs> I, I always I always prefer another one bites the dust for JYD. Right. Right, sure, it, it's, sure. it's no comparison, honestly. If we're being honest, you know. So, Jared, how do you feel about uh, and, and you get like uh, like Tracy did comparison? You know, somebody that came out to one style and then went to another. How do you, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I agree a lot with Tracy. Like the the licensed music tends like if it's more memorable, but like I think it also depends on how it fits the wrestler. Like you know, I can't imagine. I, I was trying to remember back. What did I can't even hear Shawn Michaels' music before? Um, well, it was like know, the rockers, the rockers' yeah, music. I mean, yeah, I know. But did he go straight from rockers to that? I can't remember. I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. It was the it was the Shawn Michaels version, and then it was the Sensational Sherry version, right? Right. Yeah, right. I think it reversed that. It was Sherry, oh, yeah, yeah. and then Shawn. Because the yeah, yeah. yeah. they moved her on. But anyway, sorry, Jared. Yeah. Oh, no, no problem. I was just, uh, but like. It's it's so. I mean, the Road Warriors, obviously, with Iron Man. I mean, like to see them come out and kick the crap out of two jobbers for thirty seconds, like Tracy said, was just. It didn't matter. You heard that Iron Man, and, it was and over. the the song was still playing when the match was over. <laughs> the was, yeah. was, was over. Exactly. <laughs> the guitars were still ringing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, like uh, Hulk Hogan, Eye of the Tiger. I I love Eye of the Tiger. For Hogan, it was good, but. I man, I'm a real American fan with with Hulk Hogan. I mean, oh yeah. When you hear the, yeah. when you hear that crank up, that that just gets like your you you halt you start hulking up yourself that you're like <laughs> you're like, hey man, I can I can go pick up this guy and body slam him. He went <laughs> sure right. <laughs> then you break your back and then oh, you, well yeah uh, that happened. It was uh, it's all Rick Derringer's fault. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it's it's a uh, you know I think it I think it matters on how it fits the wrestler like. You know, some songs, it just seems like, man, that doesn't fit. It's like, you know, no matter how hard they try to push the song, it doesn't fit. And like, if like you need a song that you can honestly, um, I think currently like AJ Styles, you can switch his music and it could be face or heel. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But some music right. like, ba- like, like they had for Bailey, you couldn't do her song as a heel. The one with the, the, oh, right. the, the, the lefty song. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Sami Zayn, you couldn't do his song uh, that they had forever with him as a face or heel yeah they had to switch it you know they had yeah. to switch things up too yeah that's a good point it's hard to, to envision a heel ska 
dancer skanking down yeah, to the yeah. ring and doing his thing. <laughs> right, it's right. a bit off. But, uh, you know, like you guys were saying, though, both are valid. It's one of those things where I think it really kind of comes down to the music. Once the music is right, because sometimes they've changed music, but once music is right and, it, and the character melds into that music like yeah. you said yeah jared um but there's definitely i also think it has something to do with that that time too like right. like stone cold right if if, he, if we don't hear that glass it's not stone yeah, cold it's just you know even the disturbed version that they did which was cool and it was more of the heel insane kind of stone cold or whatever, but that was great. But it's like, and of course you guys know, I'm going to mention it, but like the many different musics that punk has had in his what? career. <laughs> Hold on. I, Hold on. What? It was our first CM punk reference. <laughs> we didn't make it 20 minutes. No, I'm just hey, Dan, kidding. That took good a job. Amount it's of time good. For you to get there. But, but no. dude, it's true. Dan, it's that it, 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 switching so, gate song was killer, but then was, Yep. And then, but cult of personality. Now, like he showed up to AEW and I'm like, look, if he doesn't come out to cult of personality, what does he come out to? It's going to be, there's no, there's no point to that entrance. If he doesn't do that. (laughs) But then when he faced MJF and they were talking about him going back to his roots, to his old punk. And he came out to the, his uh, ROH music, the, um, Oh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It was AFI. Did it, I think, or something. Yeah, he came out to that music, and a lot of people were just like, "I don't know who, what, what is this? We don't understand." Right. You know, I knew what it was from being a Mark, but you know, so I knew what it was, and I saw why they did it, and it was yeah. brilliant. I thought it was a great connection there. You know, but like you said, it, it, you know, the music has to fit. Whereas Jericho has had twelve different musics, and they all worked fine for him. Sure, but nothing beats the the Jericho when they're singing Judas. I mean, that that's like. Like, Judas. I mean, my wife doesn't care anything about wrestling, and she sees them singing Judas with Jericho in the way of the ring, and she's like, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. That's, my wife's staring at Jericho. So that's, that, that's another instance of it working as a face or a heel, too, because there you go. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Sidebar, Tracy, who's your favorite punk band? Then, if you do, you do punk music, who's your favorite punk band? Oh, oh God! Uh, <laughs> I know I didn't, and I didn't subgenre it for you to make it even harder. No, um, well, obviously, my my all time favorite punk band is the Ramones, but if we're talking like more, you know, modern face to face. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bad, bad, re- bad religions in there too. Yeah. If you, if you, you would have had a better religion. time asking me my my top ten. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, yeah. I can tell you, Bandy hates. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it, but I, I love him. But he hates him. It's the Clash. So, yeah. Uh, actually, actually, you know, you know what, you know what, Jimmy. Um, okay. Over the years, I have gained, I have gained a a a modicum, softened. Okay. Yeah, I've softened. I've softened on my stance on the Clash. I, uh, hey. I, and it, that's that stems from being in several several van rides with uh, Steve because he was on a kick. Uh, yeah. From from about the middle of 2002 until like the end of 2003, where every you know Blitzkid you know trip we would take, tour or whatever, he would just play the Clash incessantly in the van. And through that, I was like, you know what, these guys aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like some of the I like some of these songs. Okay, all right, you know, you know, they're not quite Nickelback, but you know, yeah, oh, thank thank God they're not. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, so, so what's funny is Argyle Goolsby is is the old bass player. His Steve, we know him as Steve. Yes. He he his singing style is a, a blend of Joe Strummer meets Tom Waits or Nick Cave. I love his voice, and that's, I know that's it's a, that, that's that's very know. apropos. That's a great description. And I'm a huge Tom Waits fan, huge Nick Cave fan, but honestly, that dude, I saw him, and I was like in my 20s, and I was probably I was. We were my band, the greatest at the time. We probably played 200 shows a year, and I thought I was a rock star. I did. I mean, Tracy will <laughs> say it. He he knew I had a cocky phase. And dude, I stood beside Steve, and I was like, I'm not a rock star. This guy's a freaking <laughs> rock star. Like, look at him. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> right, right. Well, I know. It was, well, it's my fault. I kind of went on a tangent too. So now that we've talked a little bit about the difference between in-house and uh, licensed music, let's start back at the eighties. And like Jimmy said, it was a big boom of music. It was the rock and wrestling era. It was Cindy Lauper. It was, uh, uh, captain Lou with Cindy Lauper and, you know, Cooper would come to the ring and, and all this stuff. So, you know, it was a real blend then. And we got some of the best, Entrance music. Uh, I'm 46, so to me, that's nostalgic entrance music, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jared, let's start with you. Name, if you can, let's name uh, four or five of some of your favorites and why those stick out to you today so strongly. Are we in the 80s or are we in any time? Uh, let's do 80s. Let's start, let's start with them. Okay. Well, I already said my top one is the Road Warriors. I mean, it... The Iron Man, you know, when I hear that, sure. I could, I could still hear that and get up from Road Warriors match right now. Um, the second one that you know, I didn't love it as much in the time, but I love the Midnight Express's theme. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, Chase, Chase by Giorgio like, Moroder. I love that stuff like the. I don't know. It's kind of got that, like, yeah, we're here. We're here for business. Let's let's go. Like a very you know, like a, feel to it. Oh, so, yeah, totally. it's kind of it's kind of Night Rider ish in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. That's yes. that rock. That steady bass line. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so good. You know, you got Hogan. I'm a real American. I mean, I can get chills listening to that right now. <laughs> just thinking about him going to slam somebody, Andre, preferably. But it's uh, something like that's just so iconic to me. You know, whether Hulk Hogan is my favorite wrestler is not the case, but if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I don't know that a lot of 80s kids would be as into wrestling as they are for the rest of their life. Sure. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and if, I was trying to think uh, for another one, the the horseman, just the, did the horses galloping come out in like, was that in the 80s or the 90s? It was, it was like eh. late. That was, like, that was, yeah, that was like late 80s into the 90s. I think. Yeah. yeah. It was like the so, Ted Turner era. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So then if I had to, I'll go one more in the 80s. I'll say just Flair's music. I mean, just. Woo! 
Say it, Dan. Also, Strock Zarathustra by <laughs> Strauss. Yes. So, okay. Yep. Those are, I mean, all iconic things that uh, obviously you, you hear that music, you hear a bar of it, you know who it is instantly. You know who's coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Jimmy, uh, what do you, what do you think, bud? What Jared just said. <laughs> uh, you guys grew up in the same house. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so so I remember getting the wrestling album. And oh, if yeah. you guys see the picture of the promotional material I made for this show, you'll see all four of our faces on a character <laughs> on that image. And that album is is not the greatest, honestly, as, as a whole, but everything to me. It, it, it means yeah. everything to me. Every song on there I could sing and I love even the weird, like, Captain Lou Albano's history of music and <laughs> stuff like that. What was, uh, Don't sing Power Driver. What was, <laughs> well, no, that's on the second album, technically. Oh, which I'm is, so. which, It's okay. I could hear Jimmy Hart ringing in my ears with Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> So literally, my list is this: Real American, number one. Also, Spruck Zarathustra by Strauss for Flair. Then I had, then I had Iron Man by LOD, and I had Chase by Giorgio Moroder for Midnight Express. So they were that was my list. So Jared just kind of said it wow. for me. Well, you two are the same person. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> no, that's cool. I love it. Uh, Tracy, what do you got, bud? All right, so I, I did mine like from. Five to one, right? Good. I did. Top, I did a top five. Um, number five. N- number five was Flair. Yeah. Uh, number four, I couldn't decide between the two, so it's a tie between, you know, the Road Warriors with Iron Man and the Freebirds uh, with with Freebird. Uh, yeah. Number three was Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Um, circumstance. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly, brother. Exactly. Dig it. Um, <laughs> Uh, number two is the Ultimate Warrior. Um, number one was Hogan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, see, okay, so Hogan is definitely in there for me. I'm not. I'm not, nor have I ever been a huge Hogan fan. And to this day, if he shows up, I'm just like, oh, it's Hogan. But as soon as I hear, he's go- I'm like, oh, he's going to be there. And, oh, crap. But then I hear, dun, dun, dun. I go, okay, all right, I'm happy again. You know? <laughs> uh, and then I go, oh, yeah, I forgot he's here. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, then, the, then the bell rings. Yeah, and then I go, I go, oh, great, it's this guy. Um, some of the ones that I really that stand out to me again, and I'm I was more north than you guys, so I got more WWE programming than I did um, NWA or, or Memphis stuff. So to me, uh, Real Americans in there, the Razor Ramon theme, yeah. It sticks in my head. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels, sexy boy. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. Bret Hart's music. Um, and uh, probably Demolition's music. Here comes the air. 
because and Rick like, Danger, it, you know? and, and, yeah, and like you said, you know, they brought the LOD in, and the LOD had a kind of a lame version of what they had before. But so demolition was the hard, you know, yeah. you heard that dun, 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 dun. I'm like, Oh, okay. Someone's getting ready to get their, yeah. their heads kicked in. This is awesome. You know? So those to me in the eighties were some of the big ones. I mean, obviously yes. Flair, you hear flair, you hear the horseman music, you hear those things. And you're just like, Oh yep. It's, it's go time. You know, instantly yeah. who yeah. it is. So you All just right, said ahead. something that's funny and, and it brought up something that I thought up the other day. Okay. Yeah. Now, step back out. The road warriors <laughs> without their makeup still look like they could kick your ass. Yes. Demolition without their makeup. Look like no. your shop teacher. Look like someone's <laughs> uncle. Yeah. Yep. Respect. I love Bill oh, E.D. Uh, you know, those they're great, but come on, man. I'm just saying. That's yeah. how you knew the difference of the badasses. <laughs> yes. Crush one one was badasses. Bad yeah, one were badasses, one were manufactured badasses. Sure. Exactly. And, uh, you know, no disrespect. So. No. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's kind of where we're at in the 80s. So the consensus is Flair, some Mach. Yeah. Uh, uh, Horseman, Hogan. Oh, and I had to throw in Jake the Snakes. Sorry, oh, I had to throw yeah. that. Yeah. Jake oh, the Snakes God. is great, yeah. Oh, so good. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be in the 90s. We're going to fire up the time machine, go forward by a decade, which actually is back a few decades as we record this. But I Marty! <laughs> I was never good at that stuff. So stick with us. We'll be back. And I don't know. How many commercials are you going to put in here, Jimmy? A couple. Okay. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. You know, <laughs> I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night. And just Jeff. Dogs don't lay eggs, <laughs> I hate you so much. Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Haunt. Available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. If you're a pro wrestling fan, there's something for everyone at the Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network. From the Pro Wrestling Discussion Show... Cheap Heat TV Live to the interview show, the Jackson Interaction Podcast with the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, to the silliness of the Whitey Jenkins Show and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles Anders. You can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. All right, we're back with the 1990s, which may seem like a long time for some of you young turds, but for us old folks, it was like yesterday. Totally, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a wheeze the nugs. 
That's oh, gnarly. Man. Rad. <laughs> I told someone I was going to wheeze the juice the other day. They looked at me like I didn't, they didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's sad. That's just yeah. Sad. That's <laughs> It's sad that I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's even sad. It's even sadder that I watched friggin' Encino Man like two weeks ago. So oh, <laughs> still a good play. Yeah, so tendencies, right? Yeah, yeah. Tendencies is in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah All yeah. right. Uh, so let's start off with the '90s, and let's start off with our very special guest, Tracy. Tracy, please give me your top handful of '90s entrance themes. Okay. So again, I had, I had, I had five. Um, <laughs> Love it. Five, five, five is DX. Are you ready? Hey, think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Yeah, great song. Four was um, Mankind, McFoley, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, what have you. Um, I would, I would think, I, I think with with uh, well, McFoley in general, I think the 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 one that's entitled Wreck that Jim Johnston did for the Cactus Jack character oh, yeah. is is the one that's the most iconic for him. <laughs> Uh, number three was the NWO. Oh yeah, mm. great. Uh, number, number two was one that Jamie touched on a bit ago was the uh, '90s Four Horsemen um, theme theme music and because and the reason I picked that one is because. Again, like he said, you hear the horse galloping at the beginning, and then, you know that that kind of uh, I don't know John Bon Jovi esque blazing right. glory kind of yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah, the guitar thing comes yeah. in, you know, and it just kind of it just sounds so like regal, and like these four gunslingers are coming to town, and they're gonna they're gonna yeah. put a they're gonna put a hurting on the. On right. the people that have been, you know, stealing from the town or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what totally. totally what it reminds me of. And uh, yeah. number one was number one was obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a good one. General consensus, yeah. almost. Very good. Yeah, those are my five. Good deal. Good list. Thank you. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and give my five. So with the five that Tracy gave, you know, a lot of mine are going to be similar, but I kind of wanted to go a little more, I don't know, deep, deep cuts on this one. So my number five in, in this one is the WCW sting song from his you know, surfer dude look of man called Sting. You know, All that right. was. Yeah, yeah and right. that's a, I think that one's a Jim John. I'm not a Jim Johnson, but a Jimmy Hart, JJ McGuire tune. My fourth one, I should say, is Sexy Boy, Shawn Michaels. I mean, come on. That song, you know, it's lame as crap, but it's also <laughs> amazing if you think about it. You know, it's just like, you know, nothing can make like, tough looking dudes dance like sexy boy you know we're just like 
it's just a sexy wait we're singing this sexy boy you know we're, right. we, you can't really be tough singing that but it's awesome my number three is honestly i i gotta tell y'all a little digression on this one is i was in a locker room one time with this man and he was sitting there talking to dangerous doug gilbert who is hot stuff Eddie Gilbert's brother. And they were talking, but they kind of were doing light conversation. Like they would talk to one another and then look away and kind of look around the locker room. Well, I walked up to this man and I said, you know, bro, I got to say, I don't want to bother you right now, but your entrance music was one of my favorite ones ever. And that was badass Billy Gunn with I'm a nice man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. I'm an ass man. (laughs) That was great. great. Yeah, Doug Gilbert looked at me and he said, ain't that about a mark? (laughs) 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 Nothing nothing makes you shrink in your skivvies like Doug Gilbert calling you a mark in the locker room. My number two, and this one, you may not even know it but it's honestly my favorite is simply ravishing. It's the WCW Rick Rude song. And it has got this like Patty LaBelle singing sounding lady. It's probably another Jimmy Hart, JJ McGuire tune. And it's just amazing. And anyway, it's just this soulful song that really kind of fits Ravishing Rick Rude. Even though the the one from the WWE really fit, it, this one is just great. And my number one, no question about it, Stone Cold Steve Austin with, you know, that amazing song of I Won't Do What You Tell Me. Anyway, that's my five. Jared, what about you, man? You know, I, got a, I got a little bit of, you know, of course, the popular ones, but then I've got, I've got some... Uh, just personal favorites of mine for my favorite wrestlers at the time. So number five for mine is um, the self high five. Self high five. Oh, dude, yeah. 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 Great song. Yeah. It, I mean, it's sig- it so matched his character at the time of that lone wolf having yeah. to go about it on his own. Yeah. He was, he was, in that tweener phase of he, he was coming from a lifelong heel to now yeah. he's becoming, um, sorry, rock, but he was the first people's champ. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. And when he, and when he, they ported him over to WWE, it was just lame. Why didn't they port oh, that song? Terrible. What the hell? It's a stalker terrible. or something. Well, I mean, Nirvana probably sued him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is smells like teen spirit, not to it, knock it. It's a great song, but yeah, definitely that is. riff. I also remember Jericho coming out to a version of even flow. Yep, early. Yeah, yep, that's anyway, which, the which Lionheart is- music. yeah, yeah. Lionheart tunes. And I, you're going to have to help me with this, but I remember Taz uh, in ECW. He's my number four. was the Survive If I Let You. Survive if I let you. And like, right. Correct. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I was a bit, I like Taz. So that was. Um, he was awesome. I, I, felt, I felt he felt like he was. 
I don't know, Taz is always, and I think he wanted to come off that way and wanted to be portrayed that way, but he came off like he, he could be a shoot fighter if he, if he really yeah. wanted to. Yeah, for totally. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Go uh, ahead, Jerry. Number three for me, The Undertaker. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, which one? So simple. Yeah. Oh, just the just the gongs and sure. Okay. And the yeah, and the. Does anybody know the name Tracy? You're a horror punk. It's, it's, it's called the, it's called the funeral march. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why do I have dirge in my head? Yeah, I think it's, I think I think it's actually called the funeral dirge. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I I knew you would know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just imagine when you hear that, you're just like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that dude, that dude could leave for twenty years, and in like twenty forty two, you'd hear that you know gong and be like, oh my god, yeah. It's like Stone Cold Glass, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe give Stone Cold's a lower grade. I'll give it the number two spot. What? Uh, I love the song, and when you hear that glass break, you know it's on. Right. Um, Right, and then my favorite is the NWO. Uh, yeah, Rock House. Rock, rock yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> what is I, that? When you, Tracy, is that a wah wah? And like, what? How are they doing that? That's a wah pedal. Yeah. Yeah, just a wah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just so like I could just you just see Scott Hall doing his like sideways walk. Right. You know, with the with the, with the with the arms out by the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I did mine in any particular order, but yeah, NWO, Rock House, uh, wonderful. Uh, actually, again, Hogan, you bastard. Uh, Voodoo Child. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's great, yeah. too. Uh, that, that, yeah, it's a great tune, first of all, but... Right. Uh, to not be a Hogan fan. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the song. Look, I, I'm more of a Hendrix fan than anything, I think. Sure. Uh, and Hendrix? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, he knows I can hear him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> DDP stuff is great. Yeah. Um, two of the ones that I love to this day still is Eddie Guerrero's WCW music. Oh yeah. I remember sitting watching WCW like Saturday night with my grandfather and Guerrero coming out because he was on like every show and he would come out and do that walk and then you just waited for that portion you know I just like this day loved it I forgot about that one it's so WCW but I love that song yeah oh it's cool yeah very WCW Kidman's I liked Kidman's music Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, then you—I mean, the stuff from like a lot of the WWF stuff then 
was iffy at best. Um, you know, uh, Al Snow's was was pretty awesome. You knew who it was right away. What does everybody want? What does everybody need? Uh, but Cactus Jack, I loved his stuff, obviously. Oh, yeah. totally. um, and DX. Yeah. Hey, yeah. can I throw out an honorable mention right quick? I want to throw out an honorable mention nope. for my... Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, Jimmy just jumps in wherever he wants. Go ahead. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for taking up for me. <laughs> I got you, bud. I don't know. I just love the uh, New Age Outlaws. Oh, you, you didn't know? know? Yeah. Your ass better call somebody! I mean, yeah. it's not like that great of music, but it's just like the way it starts and it just yeah, oh it yeah, just segues into Road Dog just cutting a mean promo. So have, well, you, yeah. have, you, have you guys ever noticed too? Like, I find it interesting with that song and the and the Cactus Jack one around that time. It's like Jim Johnson must have wrote those in the same day. <laughs> yeah. Same? Okay, sip, similar to the Rockers and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I always got a similar mm. vibe on that, too. Yep. Here's one of my things that I'll say. I was into really heavy music at the time. Caius was one of my favorite bands. Black Sabbath, of course. Machine, I mean, Machine Head. I mean, dude, I liked all the heavy bands. And I always felt like when I actually heard the songs not on TV, like the Stone Cold or the Ultimate Warrior, I always felt they felt like a little thin. Like if I heard them in my car, but yeah. when I heard them on TV, it felt like it was like Dimebag Daryl playing, duh, 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 you know, but it turns I, out, uh, you know what I'm I, saying? I had, I had that yeah. same feeling because I was, I was listening to a bunch of interest themes before we did this. And one in particular that I mentioned is one of my favorites is the Ultimate Warriors. And I just felt like a same thing I, because it's like, you know, it starts with those real heavy, like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. But, in, but the in between, the guitar is literally just going, you know, and it's, it, and it feels like it should be like so much more distorted and heavier, but it's just very. Right. It feels like they forgot to plug in the amp or something. Yeah, it's like the distortion pedal was cut off or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We, you know, 90s, I think, though, I have to say, one of the ones that still would get me hyped, and my buddy Mark, to this day, will fight you, that the best entrance theme ever was the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's, that pop, it's iconic. That pop they got at WrestleMania is kind of the proof of that, you know? <laughs> they, they, it's insane. Insane, yeah. yeah. They, blew the roof, they blew the roof off when they came out that year. I wish know. the... I wish, you know, it's like the, the Hardy Boys consistently are the new Rock and Roll Express to me because think about it in so many ways, okay? The Rock and Roll Express, I love them, but they never changed their look from the 80s, you know? So right. they still look like Diamond Day, basically. They look like, you know, they look like Van Halen and, and Motley Crue and all those bands, and they never change that look, even to this day when they're knocking on the mid-70s. And Same with the Hardy Boys. My guy cannot wear anything but some Jinko pants. Now, I'm not... <laughs> I've maybe owned a pair of Jinko. Tracy's maybe seen me in a pair of Jinko. I know Jared has, but <laughs> at the same you. time, you know... I wish they could have modified their style a little bit, but anyway, that's not for me to say. Anyway. Well, Matt did. He I mean, did. Matt, Matt, Matt was being Damascus and broken Matt and everything else, oh. but but Jeff has always been Jeff. I mean, yeah, even Jeff. as Will, as Willow, he was still Jeff. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still had still had the still had the fishnet shirt and the the baggy jeans and the the right. brightly colored belt and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. The face right. painting thing. Yep. So okay, so can we break it down and say the '90s were really Stone Cold? Yeah. And, and and NWO. I mean, I got dropped out for part of this conversation because this fantastic computer. But um, what were you, some of you guys others that you threw in there? You think? Well, mine were all deep cut, so I'm not expecting any of mine except for the Stone Cold to be represented. <laughs> but you know, like you know, it wasn't in my list. But I think DX has to be in the top of the '90s. I mean, yeah. I got to give a representation to my homie Wolfie D too for the Nation of Domination rap. That's true. We all the nation come alive and in color. Don't diss the man over bum rush your mother. He actually put his name and Jamie's name in it so that it would have to be said on TV every time they came out. <laughs> That's smart. And then, and then Vince beat him by firing them. <laughs> That's how he got rid of them in the song. But. Just bum rush your mother. And I mean, I would say like your DX song is going to be their NWO song is going to be their Stone Cold song. song is going to be their, yeah, HBK. Still, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think those are your songs for sure. Yeah, there were some good ones though. Like Vader was good, and, and oh, was great. Good. It's time! It's time! It's Vader time! Val Venus. Yeah, maybe. What's some of your guilty pleasures, guys? Because I gave a whole list of my guilty pleasures. Like, what are the uh, ones that you're just like gonna? You like? I don't care where I am. I'm gonna lose it right now. And, uh, <laughs> Vader, Vader, Vader. Yeah. Vader, I'd probably lose it right now. Um, oh, uh, I don't know. I got to think now. Um, that's a good question. I didn't really prepare for that one. Hitman, Bret, Bret Hart, Bret Hart. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's 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 one that I that I can hear, hear like right now and be like, oh dude, yes, this yeah. could be a great match. This could be a great match. You the know? squealing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. A lot of those ECW songs. I mean, I know they were li- a lot of them are licensed, but I mean, like yeah. you hear those, and I, I, I honestly, I guess I've I've always loved music, but I've not been the music uh, guy that my uh, brother is. So you know, a lot of times I hear those songs and I associate it first with the wrestlers that you know wrestled to those songs. Absolutely, and then yeah. and then you know, go from there. But I guess, uh, you know, if I heard any variation of the Dudley's music, yeah. Uh, yeah. drop the bombshells. Power man five would be great. You know, yeah. I, I heard that. I'd be excited for that. Obviously. Um, uh, the original Randy Orton music. Loved it. Okay. Okay. And and uh, we're, skirting over to, we're skirting over to the two thousands though. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting to get <laughs> that way. So I'll hold off. Then I have a couple others. But I'll hold off on those until we get hit the two thousands proper. <laughs> so um, well, ask real. Let's just hit the two thousands now. Well, yeah. let, let me let me let me jump in here for one second, guys. I don't mean to cut you guys off. One no, glaring, one one glaring example from the nineties that we omitted or that yeah. we didn't mention. Is freaking Sandman. Oh, dude. Oh, my totally. God. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Mega, right? Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just me being a smart ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, can, I can. mean, 
grace. That that is a grace. Song. I was and, about to ask you if you were serious. Thank God you <laughs> let me know. What? No. Sticking <laughs> the pistol, but I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, that is a great song, and that's another example of ECW's magic with music. It was underground rock with underground wrestling, and it was just yeah. this magic thing, you know. Well, it's, speaking of uh, of of Megadeth, though, uh, Goldberg did come out to crush him. He did for a little he while did, when yeah, they did for, for the Universal Soldier soundtrack. Exactly, right? right. Yeah. Universal, uh, Turner also had uh, God of Thunder for uh, Dale Torborg for a while. Oh, that's right. Yep, the Demon. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And I will opinion, say, humble opinion. Kiss is best song. Go ahead. Uh, ooh, ooh, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. I, it's a great song. I'm not going to argue that, but you know, call it Dr. Love's my favorite song, but uh, I like Christine 16, you know, Detroit uh, rock city, you know, so cold gin, you know, yeah. Cold gin's killer. The ones that Gene does. I like a lot. Yeah. yeah. One of my, one of my favorite kids songs actually is from the nineties. It's uh from the revenge record. It's called uh, domino. Oh yeah. Great. Great song. That was an underrated album, man. It really was, it was. that was, that was their heaviest record since destroyer. Like their sound garden record or something, you know, <laughs> it was good, man. So, okay. All right. We're going to get back on track. I'm sorry. I, uh, I should have mentioned kiss. I knew better. Uh, <laughs> we do, okay, we do so- a whole podcast on that. Give me back my kiss. Give me back my kiss. Uh, Until Gene sues us. All right, so let's go. Let's just go ahead and go into the two thousands. And Tracy, we're going to let you fire off first because (laughs) you did correct us with that one. But uh, (laughs) Inner Sandman, where the hell are we at this point? All right, Tracy, number five, two thousands. Go for the two thousands. I think um, Edge. You think you know me? You know, Metalingus. Metalingus. Probably, and I, as much as I as much as I was not a fan of this band, I just felt like it fit his character and his his you know representation so well at the time was uh, you know um, you know the American badass Kid Rock you know right right inter- yeah. iteration for the Undertaker sure uh, yeah. let's see uh, and and you had already mentioned this one uh, Randy Orton's first theme which I thought was I thought was really good and and uh, you know and his, his current one too um, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The, well, the original was what? Um, burning, burning my light. Yeah, burning my light. Yep. Okay. Um, and see, this is where I kind of blanked. I was like at number two and number one, and I didn't. <laughs> uh, number two, I would have to say, um, probably as far as like the two thousands, probably Cult of Personality, CM Punk. Uh, and number one was uh, was is John Cena. Yeah, yeah. My time is now. Yeah, yeah. Great song. Great song. Jared. Uh, so are we going up to 2022? Are we? 
<laughs> but just we're gonna we'll just do let's just do two thousands and then we can do like a modern like sure. the last couple of years little hit. Sure. Yeah, that sure. works. Um, I mean, I've I've not always you know he's a great wrestler and I've you know might hurt Dan Stones, but he's not always been my favorite. But uh, you know, CM Punk's Cult of Personality is is mm-hmm. a perfect song for him and it fits so well. He's such a talent and. You know, I, I think I may be bitter towards him because he left for so long and didn't find a home before AEW. Um, so, but his song, it just fits perfect. But we were talking about earlier, fitting perfectly, and that song fits him. Uh, John Cena's, my time is now, it's, it's, it fits great with him. I can't imagine him coming. If he came out to something else, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I love Triple H's. Time to play the game. Oh my god, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of the motorheads? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's it it fits him. It's got that heaviness to it. Um, (laughs) It's all about the game, and how you play it. All about control, and if you can take it, all about your death, and if you can play it, it's all about pain. Let's see, uh, Edge. Uh, again, I, I love the Edge. I'm stealing from Tracy there, but the Edge it's a great is a good song, one. though. It's a great song, and uh, it's a. Uh, I'll add him in here because I didn't. I didn't. We didn't mention him in the '90s, which we could have. But I love Kane's music. That's just so simple, and you know, it it, it feels evil when he's coming out for that. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Absolutely. And and that's a guy also, you know, who you could, you kind of think of him as this guy from forever ago. And he was technically in the nineties, but Kane, you kind of forget that he was really banging in the two thousands. You know, you kind of, you you think of him as, as a big red machine, of course, from the, the late nineties and stuff. But honestly, he had a really solid career in that time, you know? So anyway, all right. Well, I think I'll do my top. Yeah, go ahead. You yeah, want to do yours. yours? No, no, go ahead. No, by all means. So, 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 you, you know, one of mine is an underground, and I, I'm a little iffy on the timeline, but I loved it when the Briscoes came out to give me back my bullets. Now, again, I know that's not a yeah. 2000 song, but when the the Briscoes came out to that, I love that song. Maybe not the best one. This one, everybody may hate on me for this, but. I love that Batista. I walk alone. I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. A place where no one follows me. I walk alone. Dude, I I almost mentioned that one. Yes, you could. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I love that. I definitely got to be edge metalingus. Now this one, what am I three? Okay. So two and one, my number two, it's definitely the game by motorhead triple H, but I truly love line in the sand by motorhead. (laughs) 
that's my number one. So Evolu- evolution, the evolution song. Yeah, yeah oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. That could be like a. I mean, I was like, why, wonder why Motorhead gave that to a wrestler. You know, because I thought. Not to say Motorhead was in a decline at that time, because I'm I'm sure they certainly weren't as far as ticket sales. But at the same time, you know they probably weren't leaning on you know a lot of radio hits. And I felt like Lion in the Sand could have been something that the radio would have picked up. You know. on that tracy a little bit what do you think about when a band like that you know who's had such a long career actually gets a song that you know well you have to think as far as motorheads motorheads in particular their 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 trajectory is they were kind of i think especially with lemmy's voice i think they were always kind of too raw for like much much mainstream success don't get yeah. me wrong. They had they had that. They should they certainly had that, and they were all millionaires by the time, you know, they started giving Triple H entrance themes or whatever. But um, right. I'm sure that, I'm sure that money didn't hurt as well. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, right, right. I think I think um, I, th- I think with them in particular, I think it was just a, uh, you know, it was a way for them to kind of, you know be involved in the mainstream and get a little bit of mainstream acceptance and kind of shine a light on their band without having to play the game of trying to get on the radio and you know yada 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 and uh you know they've had songs on the radio and stuff like that but sure you know as 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 time went on and things changed but certainly by the time they did the uh they did the songs for triple h you know the industry changed and everything and um you know right radio airplay wasn't as such a big deal anymore and you know it was by and large by the time that they gave the wwe those songs bands were already starting to just genuinely generally make their living just being on tour there was no yeah. there was no record yeah. sales no record sales no right. radio play to speak of that could determine a band's success so and i think but i think to your point you know when a band uh kind of you know bridges that gap for people and they start to become a little more um you know accessible and and i don't want to say mainstream because nothing about motorhead was ever mainstream uh, which is is why which is why they still endure now but um i think i think for you know any band not just motorhead but any band who's kind of stood on the outskirts of you know um the mainstream and been but still been accessible but still kind of had that rawness to them you know, once they do experience a little bit of success, it's got to feel nice because, oh, you know, yeah. that, by that by that point, Motorhead has been around for what almost thirty years. You know, by the time yeah. they, um, yeah. So, so for them in particular, I think it was probably a, a nice feather in the cap. You know, they got they got a little bit of they got a little bit of shine on them from, you know, Triple H being such a fan of them and stuff. So, I think now, it's, with Motorhead, um, two things. A, did, have you ever seen the backstage footage of them? Doing the doing the game before WrestleMania, like they're all yes. just sitting in the dressing room and stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah and, and and B, obviously Motorhead, one of the greatest bands ever existed. I mean that that and if not, I'll just hit the off button and I'll be done. But 
Lemmy always said that people are like, oh, you're a rock band. He's like, no, no, we're, we're a punk band that plays rock style music. Right. You know, we're just a rock band. Kind of, you know, we play punk and we play rock a little bit, but that's all they do. Can you categorize, can you categorize Motorhead? I mean, it was... It, it wasn't quite punk. It wasn't quite rock. It wasn't quite metal. It wasn't quite. It, it was. It was Motorhead. Yeah, yeah, it was kind. Of, it was kind of an amalgamation of all three of those things. You know, it was metal. It was punk. It was just rock and roll. Um, I don't know. Like, you can you can hear. You know, any any given motor like take three Motorhead songs. You can hear. Um, you can hear Hanoi Rocks. You can hear. You know certain. You know, Rolling Stones influences. You can you can hear Chuck Berry. You could hear Ramones. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could hear you could hear punk bands like Discharge, GBH. You know, that's Motorhead had just had their own thing going on. You know, and um, you can certainly I, hear Slayer hearing Motorhead, absolutely, you know? absolutely yeah. Slayer, Slayer, early Metallica, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Like Lemmy said, he's like, we're Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Here you go, and they just start, and it was, yeah. it was what they liked and yeah. just wanted to play it and it was yeah. you know, fantastic so i mean and I, th- you know. I, th- I think i think motorhead's the, the only probably the only band to exist over the last you know 20 30 years if not 40 years you could put you know any any, any kind of like heavy rock fan in the room and yeah. you could play five motor like whether it be you know take but you put a bunch of punk rockers in the room you could put some speed metal guys in the room you could put some alternative rock guys in the room even oh, just sure. you know basic rock basic rock you know basic radio rock in guys in the room you play 10 motorhead songs all of those people are gonna like find something about those motorhead songs that they like yeah and yeah that, that's that's like, that's the beauty of motorhead even like prog rockers would like orgasmatron and stuff yeah, like that. exactly and exactly you just kind of look at them and just go, oh, wild. Anyway, all right, I, I got to quit going on tangents. Um, well, I don't get to talk Motorhead very often with people, so it makes me happy. Um, where are we at? 2000? Is it my turn, 2000? Yeah, your turn. Yeah. Give us okay. some yours. Yep. Oh, I didn't know where I was anymore. All right, so obviously, yeah, Evolution. Loved it. It's probably my, my favorite of the Motorhead songs uh, in WWE's uh, catalog. Um, Metalingus. Excellent. Yes. Uh, um, I like the New Day theme. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do. I think so, yeah. Um, And then, so some of these other ones are a little off. Um, I like Cole Cabana's original music that he had. Boom, boom. Cole Cabana. Boom, boom. Coca-Bana, boom, boom. Coca-Bana, it's Coca-Bana. The boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Of that, it kind of, again, fits what you're about to see because Cabana is, uh, he may fall into the category of the, of the, the ha-ha type comedy wrestler, but he's as technically sound as anyone. Oh yeah. Love like, makes it work. Um, I loved Christian's theme from TNA that he, he uses now on AEW. <laughs> Uh, I loved MVP's theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Silk the Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want you to remember me, but the day don't have no memory. I'm coming. 
nobody can stop me. Nobody can hold me. Nobody can control me. I'm coming. And honestly, I love the music from the hurricane. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Okay. Stand back. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricane coming through. I mean, it, was better, it wasn't quite a three count. Right. Well, there again, there again, though, both both of those songs, though, did exactly what you needed them to do. You know, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Just and today, you could play three or four bars from those, and I'll be like, "Oh, Hurricane. Oh, uh, MVP. Whatever. Yeah, you just know it. Right. All right. So I would, I would, I would even throw Brock Lesnar's and uh, Ray Ray Mysterio's in there too for the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, oh, you know, like, what, what about Kurt Angle's? Kurt Angle's absolutely. You know. Well, but Kurt Angle's was a reuse. It was. It was. It was originally the Patriots. Yeah. Right. Good point. So, they didn't say you sucked to him, right? You <laughs> sucked. <laughs> well, I don't Edge, believe they did. No. Edge forever jinxed that one, didn't he? That was funny. Right. No. So, yeah. good. so good. Let's take, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish up modern music that we like now, entrance theme wise. Try to. Uh, try to boil this down to maybe the, the top fours. And then I have a specific question for everyone, including our good guest, Tracy bird stick around. We will be back for, well, just me rambling for a while longer and everyone else making sense. All right. Welcome to the monster movie. Stop down with me. Stopping. And my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us. Sludge, Mark and Ruben. Three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights. Each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Now. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview trivia laughs and of course me stopping and from Are you a pro wrestling fan? Well, stop by Captain's Corner where you can get autographed photos, cards, magazines, and figures from all of your favorite wrestling superstars of the past, present, and future. You'll also be able to participate in live signings in the weeks and months to come. Make sure to stop by Captain's Corner on Facebook and give us a holler. Remember, cheers to the working man. Stand back because we're back. It doesn't really work as well, does it? Stand back. Are you talking about Vinny Mac or are you talking about the uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking about, I was talking about the hurricane, yeah. We oh, don't okay. want to we might about. have left out not having Vinny Mac's music. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, You're right. Well, no chance yeah. in hell. I mean yeah. wow. I mean it does it does its job. I mean it, it does. does its job personally. Kinda seems like that's what he's doing now. No chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no chance. No chance. That's what you got. See, yeah. okay. Modern music that's currently being used right now. Wait a second. Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, a little comic relief here, if I may. What, what, about, what about changing Vince McMahon's song to Here Comes the Hush Money? <laughs> that's a good idea. 
Yeah, dollar dollar. Hush money. Just give him the million dollar man music. Everyone's got a price. Yeah, that would work too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Modern day music currently being used. Entrance music. Top five. Jimmy Street. Oh man. Okay. So top five current. Wow. Okay. So last like two or three years. Wow. Okay. So man, I really, I really, really, I gotta go. I'm just gonna kind of freeform these. Judas, love yep. Judas. Judas is great. <laughs> Then I really enjoy, I can't lie, man. I really liked when Orange Cassidy was coming out to Where Is My Mind, but yeah. I, I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan, but at the same time, I enjoyed having a Pixie song every once in a while pop up. Yeah. Uh, glorious Bobby Roode. Glorious. love that you know this one is dedicated to my homie scott setchel listen to his new podcast turning up the heat with the heat miser scotty blaze this was dedicated to you the current daniel bryan song that one is a jam man i really like that the new fly to the valkyrie yeah yeah, so but it's it's got a hip hop version. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. like, what is that? I don't know, but uh, I actually, I believe it was made for him by a friend of his. Um, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but they did just release an AEW Symphony album that Ruckus had um, input on, and they did redid that song. They did Battle Cry. They did. Uh, Ricky Starks music, and then they did the dynamite theme in like more of a symphonic version. Okay, yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, Born for Greatness, the Brian Danielson AEW theme. And here's what Scott wrote. I'm going to represent him on this. Although new, take a real listen to this one. Don't listen to it as a wrestling theme entrance, just as a song. I think that if not for the you're going to get your head kicked in chant at the beginning, the song with those lyrics and her vocals, if it was longer, could be played on the radio and hit high on the charts. I'm saying that as a former DJ. But seriously, take a listen to this. It's really good and original. So anyway, the first part is to fly to the Valkyries, but then it's called born for greatness man great song i love that song it's actually my wake up morning uh, uh music in my phone it's what that's, i wake up to every morning yeah and i think that's my list i don't know if i have any more so sounds good jerry what do you got buddy i'm not got any particular order but judas yeah. has got to be on there i i, I mean if, if a song can uh the wrestling entrance theme can get my wife to let me and me and my son watch a few more minutes of wrestling. <laughs> we'll put it on the list. It Good job, Jericho. <laughs> um, Thanks, Jericho. I love, I, I'll tell you, my favorite moment in the WWE, probably in the last, you know, however many, probably 10 years, 
was AJ Styles appearing at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And absolutely. That that music, I mean like is it the greatest song ever? No, it's it, it's not. But it just it, it fits and like I said it can be heel or face and it works, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the song was originally, if I'm not mistaken, written for James Storm. It was. Right. And then, yes. And then they didn't end up uh, keeping him around, or, or he didn't stay around, whichever. I don't know uh, that. Um, I love the uh, uh, I, I love the New Day song. The New Day song is, is great to me. Uh, it does its job. Um, yeah, it's a good song. The, the just, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll take this. I mean, I like the new uh, Brian Danielson uh, thing, but when Daniel Bryan was with WWE and the and he would just get those reigning yes chants as soon as he would as you would hear that, uh, you know that's that's a pretty amazing moment. And yeah. probably Randy Orton's uh, newest. I mean, it, what he goes out to now. So I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Sure. Uh, I'll I'll let Tracy have the final word on that uh, on this one. So I'm going to go with some real quick. Um, no particular order. Uh, I'm going to say, of course, you know, like punks. I mean, it just uh, I can't help it. Um, Evergreen. That one is a great song. Evergreen. It's always going to be good. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Currently, right now, I think Ruckus is killing it with a lot of his stuff. So, like MJF. Uh, Samoa Joe's. Any of yeah. his stuff that he's ever had. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Adam Pages, even the long the long version that they do, yeah. is fantastic. I love Eddie Kingston's music. I yeah. absolutely love his stuff. Uh, of course, here comes the Dan Housen reference. I like his music that they did for AEW. It fits his character. Uh, it really makes you feel like there's a Monsters or a late midnight horror movie, B-movie thing we're watching on TV. <laughs> uh, FDR's music. Yeah. Midnight Express. I, I, oh, it's yeah. oh, yeah, God, hit, I kicked myself. I forgot that one. Good job. It hits in all the it hits all the right spots. Yeah. Um, and then I I loved Seamus's stuff.
Shinsuke Nakamura's original music that he came out to. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know what? It, I don't know if you can say it's a song because it changes all the time, but Elias's gimmick mm. of coming out and playing every city, writing a new song for that city as a promo and, and making the song. He did a new one every, every time. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was a fantastic gimmick. Maybe his brother Ezekiel's will be as good. I don't think Ezekiel is much of a musician. Uh, you're the Ezekiel, and Jimmy's the the Elias. I think. <laughs> we got, uh, we got a, yes, indeed. Yes, we have to walk with wearing, Jimmy. Are you wearing arm tassels right now? All right, uh, Tracy, take us home with the 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 2000 current music out there. Oh, okay. Um, one, one that always resonates with me uh, lately, over the last probably five, six years, is uh, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Uh, that yeah. one, that one, I think, you know, perfectly kind of like what we're saying, it kind of, you know who it is. It does what it needs to do for that, for that wrestler. Um I, I even though they're no longer a tag team, I loved for whatever because I I have a running joke with a buddy of mine about the song anyway. But I loved when Jurassic Express was coming out to Tarzan Boy. Oh sure. Yep. Yeah, you Baltimore. Um, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, um, trying to think. Uh, AJ Styles, as we, as you said, uh, face or heel. That song works for him. You know, it's yeah. he's just a, he's just a Georgia. He's just a Country Georgia boy. badass, and he's going to kick your ass whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> he's going to take you to school in a ring. Um, they don't want none. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want none. I don't know. Shinsuke's original theme uh, was good. I don't like how they kind of rocked it nope. up now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't like the new iteration of it. I like the old school one. Yeah. Uh, I also liked Oscar's theme when she was in NXT. Yes. Really good. Very similar to the Shinsuke one, but all both very good. Um, you, again, you knew who they were, and they right. did what they needed to do for their wrestler in question. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, there's there's a couple more. I, I like uh, I like Cody Rhodes Kingdom. Wrestling has more than one royal family. You took it all away. I give it all away. Can't take my freedom. Oh yeah, it's good yeah, song. great good words. Yeah, lyrics are pretty good on that one. Yeah, um, and again, you know, as much as 
as much as I loathe seeing people singing in the audience every week, I love Judas. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Personal, yeah. Personal, yeah, personal preference. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't. Like, it just. It just feels so canned and so like scripted that oh, when when Chris Jericho comes out, you guys are going right. to sing, okay? You know, well, yeah. <laughs> holy shit, holy shit, chant type of thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like there was yeah. that initial moment on the cruise ship when they did Judas and everybody sang along and he was a heel and he smiled to the crowd as like a little wink to the crowd. Then it was like five shows later and he was manufacturing that smile and that was kind of where I was like meh, but I do love the song too. So, yeah, yeah. The quote one, one of the greats, the Saints sing along with the champ. That's right. Yes, exactly. And that's a good point. Yeah. So. One quick thing. Uh, you all mentioned Shinsuke's theme. Did you know that the glorious theme was kind of the one they originally, the music was they sent to him originally and yes. he rejected it. He rejected uh, it. He didn't like it. Huh. His character. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was, that was, that was my last one as well was the Robert Rude glorious. Brilliant. Yeah. It, yeah. it got him over that music. Yeah. Got him over. I uh, would almost argue that the song is more important than him now. You know, I, mean, I, in a way. I would agree with that. Actually, unfortunately, because I, I think you love Bobby Bruce, Bruce, you know, yeah, so. fabulous worker. But I, I agree. Uh, the ones that I, as you're talking, I just remembered. I should have said, and I feel like an idiot. Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, the original, the original one. Yeah. The, the original one. Yeah. I mean, the fiend one was is, is whatever, but uh, you know the yeah the original. I like how they fantastic. stayed with it though. Yeah. They kept the song. It was just a heavier, yeah. crazier version. You know. Yeah. I get I, the original is way better. So. Uh, there was it was one more. I was uh, oh um the actually I kind of like the undisputed error version better, but the boom. <laughs> The system. Boom. Yeah. Now I like it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I like the undisputed error version better. I think. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, man. Finn, Finn Balor. Yeah. Now, which one? Current or demon? Uh, not the current one. I like the old school one when he was, yeah. when he was, when he was, when he was allowed to be the demon in NXT. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. All right. Now, now can we boil this down to. The top four wow. entrance yeah. teams of all time. Our Mount Rushmore of entrance teams. Yeah, how do we? How do? How do we? Uh, okay, each one of us is going to have to pick one, I guess. Well, I'm going to throw this out there, and what we can do is maybe dissect this. Okay, real American, Stone Cold. I won't do what you tell me. Judas and CM Punk, <laughs> the cult of personality. Now again. Maybe it's because we all pick Metalingus too. So maybe yeah. I'm wrong on that. Maybe it, you know, I don't know, but that, that, those are my, that would be my pick. And maybe you guys just tell me what your pick is then. Well, well I, I think you have to, I almost think you have to put flair on there. Woo! Yeah. Well, maybe Mach. Oh yeah. 
without question. You know, I mean, like Charlotte's version. I love Charlotte's version of, of Flair's music. I just don't care for Charlotte. But, um, but, yeah, it's hard to put just four on there because it's like, how do you not put NWO on there? How do you not put right. Right. It, right. You know. I guess the way I'm looking at it was I was taking one from each decade, basically, that we broke down here. But it doesn't have to be that way because certainly, you know, there's other ways to look at it. But, you know, Real American has to be on there. And I think the Stone Cold song has to be on there. That's the only two I'll really even die on that hill. <laughs> yeah, those those are must-haves for sure. But, you know, how can you kick off? Because I think we all picked Edge's entrance music, the Alter Bridge song. And, yeah. you know, again, I don't know, guys. Somebody throw something else out. What, what I, got, I, I got one that we okay. didn't even, that none of us mentioned that I feel could, should absolutely be on the Mount Rushmore of entrance themes. Okay. Rowdy, Roddy, Pipes. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 The bagpipes. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, here's the consensus. We can't pick a, a, a Mount Rushmore <laughs> four entrance teams. No, I think <laughs> you it would have, it'd have to be like 10. Yeah, yeah, you just or, can't do it. Or how about we do this? Real American, NWO. I, you, we can't. You're we right. Can't. You can't, we can't do it. It's, it's yeah, too much. It's absolutely too it's much. It's too much. All right, so I have one final question for Tracy to finish up. But for those of you listening, stay tuned to the end of the show for a very special performance presentation we're going to have a song by tracy at the end of this episode stick around listen to it and if you don't we will find you and we will send jablonski to, to beat you up yeah 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 well, it's just it's that simple jablonski's our new hitman all is. right so uh, he uh <laughs> tracy here's my question to you being a musician yeah what makes a perfect entrance song is it that initial like that glass break that boom you know it, who it is or is it the the slow build up to something and then yeah boom yeah, well, i mean well, is it lyrics is it no lyrics what is it i think in terms of entrance themes throughout being be at the 80s 90s 2000s now you have to have a strong intro that immediately yeah. is re- is identifiable you know, some of them we've mentioned, you know, you you hear the that first, you know, the Ultimate Warriors theme song. You know, that's, you know, it's a warrior coming down the aisle. Um, you know, you hear Pop of Circumstance, you know, it's Mach. You know, that you hear that, you know, it's like, oh, my God, it's Macho Man. You know, right. So so you have to have a strong intro, first of all. And then you have to have something while the entrance is happening, as the wrestlers are walking to the ring, something within the song that is catchy, that's an earworm. For a few examples, we've used uh, the Cody Rhodes song, you know, the whoa, that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody everybody yeah. sings along with that now, you know, uh, or the, you know, the Finn Balor entrance. Everybody does the outstretched arms with him when he does mm-hmm. the, when it hits that part of the song and his entrance theme. Um, Fandango's music. Yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> dances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, deep cut. There's a deep cut. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, again, again, going back to the road warriors, you know, when you heard, you're like, oh my God, it's the road warriors. They're going to come out and beat the crap out of the monkeys in 25 seconds. Don't blink. (laughs) And the music is still going to be playing, you know, (laughs) 
By the but time then again, the- you know, what a rush. You know, yeah. him saying, wow. Yeah, that, the, you there, know? there goes back to the strong intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to have a strong intro. You got to have something in the, like, not necessarily in the middle. You got to have some sort of hook that the fans can either, you know, gesticulate along to or, you know, for example, the DX thing, everybody was doing the crotch chop, you know, <laughs> while that song was playing. You know, you got to have something somebody can be physically interactive with or, you know, vocally interactive with. They can sing along to it as well. Um, yeah. And just something that's, you know, that's just that's timeless, you know, like I yeah. said, you know, in, in 2042, you know, The Undertaker, as I said earlier, could come out and you'd hear the gong and you'd hear the funeral dirge and you're going to lose your mind. You know? Right. Uh, right. Because <laughs> right. you remember, you re- it's something that's, oh my God, you feel 13 again, you know, and that's yeah. kind of how like all these songs we're discussing have made us feel, you know, like every time. Even now, like I watch stuff on the WWE Network, or you know, once I hear a certain people's entrance music hit that I might have even forgotten about, or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I forgot right. about the the Big Boss Man, or I forgot about Dusty Rhodes yeah. having the Common Man theme song, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So right. it's just it's right. just one of those things where it's got to have a strong intro, it's got to have something in the middle that you can, you know, be physical with or sing along to, and you got to have you know that that um, that catchiness that just makes it timeless that no matter when you hear it it automatically transports you to where you first heard it that first time you know what i mean agreed agreed as we go to wrap things up now i want to i want to give a personal thanks to tracy for my theme my ask a wrestler theme thank you very much very welcome sir glad to do it Appreciate that. I'll have to get with you if I need anything else. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to tell the Plastic Sheik that I, and you already saw this, but uh, I do have the CM Punk figure with the long nice. boys. Nice. Uh, nice. I took him out of the package, took the jacket off, and put him back in the package. Yeah. Um, uh, the deco on it is fantastic. The Cobra logo is the Cobra logo. They pretty much just said, add the hell oh. with you. That's, we're doing it. The tattoo deco is amazing. Uh, what else was I going to say? I guess that's it for me. Um, Tracy, why don't you tell them where they can find you on the social media? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you can find uh, Gathering of None um, on, you know, Facebook.com slash Gathering of None or at Instagram on a Gathering of None official. Uh, Drag None West Virginia on Instagram. And uh, at Blitzkid, official Blitzkid uh, on Instagram as well. Um, there's, there's also Facebook pages, also, um, you know, gatheringofnone.bandcamp.com. If you guys want to, you know, check that out, purchase some digital download stuff. Um, don't listen to us on Spotify, please, because right. we, no, we get no money from that. <laughs> <laughs> just being um, honest, right? Just it's being true. real with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much you know all the all the bands that I'm in, Drag None, Blitzkid, uh, Gathering of None. We all have Facebook, Instagrams, um, Drag None, and the Gathering of None are on Bandcamp. You can uh, get Blitzkid stuff on all the other uh, digital outlets, you know, iTunes, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's that's where you can find all of our stuff. And I'm not mistaken, right? They're going to be able to see you on tour soon, right? They Blitzkid. are going to be able to see Blitzkid on tour in October and uh, November. All of, uh, end of uh, starts end of October, ends on December fifth. So we're going to do, do six weeks coast to coast. Yeah, so for our I first our, our first tour in how long? Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming to, are you coming to Columbus? Uh, we are coming very close to it. Uh, we're coming to Newport, Kentucky, which I think is the closest we're going to be to you. Newport, okay. Just outside of Cincinnati. 
I know it well. Where are you going, Bogarts? Uh, no, we're going to be doing. No, uh, yeah. Oh, God, Bogart's still open. Southgate House. Oh, oh yeah, I played, I, don't, I played there. Yeah. I don't know Southgate. I don't know if Bogart's still open or not, but that that is. I saw some bands at Bogart's back in the day. It was oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Used to, we used to we used to play a venue right across the street from Bogart's called uh, Sudsy Malone's. Oh yeah, it was, it, was, it was a laundromat slash venue. <laughs> yes, Temple. We have one in Columbus. Yeah, yep. Temple played Bogart's. Temple played headliners in Louisville or Lexington or mm-hmm. Louisville. What was that place? Le- was it in Lexington or Louisville? I can't remember. Headliners, the greatest played Southgate House. So we nice. we had a little crew time there. But anyway, so Tracy, what song yes. are we going to hear at the end of the show? If you guys don't mind a, a bit of a longer one, let's play uh, Weed Them Out. Weed Them Out? Okay. Yeah. We'll stick around for that. Now, as our wrap-up goes, so we want to thank our friends at Captain's Corner, Nick and the team there. want to thank Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network. Guys, I'm serious. They must have taken a note from the Chic Shorts on our YouTube. They have been posting some incredible stuff. I just watched a match. They're posting their original stuff like we do, but they're also posting this hard-to-find stuff. I think Gene must have gone in his closet and found all his old tapes because, dude, the other day I watched a kill match between the Malenko brothers and the British Bulldogs. And I'm telling you, if that don't make you love wrestling, then it's not for you. So Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network, find them on all the formats, definitely on YouTube. Go there. Like we said, we have our own Chic Shorts at GMBMPW on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Maybe we'll be on TikTok one day, but maybe not. Who knows, right? Right. Whatever. <laughs> At GMBMPW, you'll find us all there. We got a podcast network we're on. Y'all know the shows. Go to the podcast page. Tracy, I love you, buddy. It's great I to love see you. you. Too, pal. Got great to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for coming on our show. You know, Thank you guys for having me, man. We'll have you back. Have you, man. Oh, yeah. We'll ha- have you back soon we'll have you every time dan gets to ask a pro wrestler (laughs) as well so you know but thank you again so much for coming on so back to you dan (laughs) Uh, well i want to thank would you prefer tb tracy is that what you can you can call me tracy or tb doesn't matter you know. Tracy tuberculosis bird. Uh, <laughs> you might not want to go with TB. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you so much for listening. It seems like every episode trends in the top, you know, 150 or, or so category of wrestling podcast one time or another. And it's amazing. It, it I love it. It, it. You know, some people have been or have been, I was, and never will be. But I, it, it, it's my chance to live the dream a little bit. I really appreciate you all. Uh, I'm going to ask one final question. I just kind of want Tracy to answer this one. But until next time, I'm Dangerous Dan. Let's get dangerous, as Darkwing would say. Tracy, what is the worst entrance theme you can think of? <laughs> God, there's so many. Uh, there's so many good ones, and there's so many bad ones. Um, okay, so... I'm going to say three-way tie between the Steiner line. William Regal's He's a Real Man. I'm glad someone mentioned that one. That one's decent. And probably, actually, you know what? The number one worst interesting of all time. 
American males. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> yeah, it. that's pretty bad. That's All pretty right. bad. Thanks, everyone. Fight forever. With a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. Now, as we promised, here is Tracy's band, A Gathering of None, with Weed Them Out. Yeah. 
This has been a James Rock Street production.